When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. We're trying something different. We're going to try Bailey Zappi, Zanis on the right. Let's do it. Let's switch things up. Maybe it'll work for us. It didn't work for them. So. Yeah. Um, so Taylor is back from Gillette Stadium. As you can see, he's all jazzed up after the Patriots put up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was doing jazz hands. No, they put up zero points. Big fat zero. Is that a perfect circle? Zero. Um, and, you know, we're all officially at the point where I don't think anybody cares about the wins and losses. And I also don't think anything that happens on the field shocks you anymore. Um, yeah. No, nah, I don't like it over here. Um, so um, we're left at what? Continuing to you know, pile dirt on, on the grave of the Patriots here. Um, you know, I, I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, every game and every minute and every whatever just feels like you're just a little bit closer to the end. Um, and uh, and that's what it is. And then we don't know what comes at the end. All I do know is the Patriots now have the number two overall pick following an Arizona um, win today. So all of a sudden, um, you know, if you're watching the Patriots for this particular reason, you're pretty happy. Um, mm -hmm. If you're watching the Patriots because you're trying to see any signs of life and any improvement and wondering if Bailey Zappi would give him a spark, he didn't. And so, Taylor, I'll kind of start with you. Um, what did you expect and did it, did, did it meet your expectations? I thought this would be a much heavier running game. Like in the back of my head, I understand that Bill O'Brien is a very pass-centric coach and he likes to throw the ball and he likes to be aggressive. So I was like, all right, we're probably going to see more Bailey Zappi throws than we would like, especially if maybe the game gets out of hand or anything like that. Um, but obviously, Ramondre Stevenson going down affects that. You got Ezekiel Elliott dealing with an injury, so I don't think they could really lean into him probably on the ground as much as they may have liked to, um, especially considering the Chargers run defense was a weakness. I thought that Zappi would struggle more than he did. Honestly, I thought, especially kind of looking back at some things, I thought that what you would expect from him, I thought he exceeded expectation. I didn't think we were going to see the 2022 Bailey Zappi where he's like taking shots downfield and they're actually successful. And, you know, he's escaping but not making bad decisions like we've seen other times throughout this season. Um, I thought he honestly played better than I expected. The defense was fantastic. I, I thought that they would, you know, hold the chargers in check to a degree, the weather and everything played a factor. I think that they probably would have had more success if, you know, receivers were more inclined to catch passes and the rain wasn't affecting that. Um, but yeah, I, I would say more of the supply surprises were pleasant than anything else. I thought the Patriots are more competent than I thought they would for a game where they passed a decent amount. Um, but yeah, man, I'm not really surprised by this team anymore. Just finding different ways to lose games despite their defense playing it. The best stretch any defense has played this season. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it, I yeah, think today's show that it's not just Bailey. Wait a Whoa. second. No, Whoa. hold on. 
we got to pump the brakes a tad on that. This is not the best stretch anybody has played this season. It might be statistically. statistically yeah, that's what I'm saying. Statistically, I know, it but is. we uh, you have to take into account the opponents uh, when you're doing that. Sure, but that. points are I, points. Points are points, and you're not winning these games. Like that is the bottom line. I know. Or, like your defense is doing what it needs to would do. Would your defense you're not be holding much. the line against a legitimate NFL offense right now? No, they did. Well, okay, yeah, like okay, we could talk about that. Yes, but like they're missing Christian Gonzalez and we're missing Matt Judon. So if you want to play the game of like, oh, but they're playing this competition well, they're also not the same defense that was I good know, against the Eagles and was good against the Dolphins. So okay, yeah, if you want to nitpick, yes, of course. Where I'm coming from is more from a place of empathy for the defense that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Dietrich Wise says it like pretty much every week. Obviously not this week because he was out, uh, but he says every week like we're holding teams below their averages. So it's not like they're playing bad teams and. It's like, oh, yeah, but these guys are doing what we expected. Like, they are shutting down bad teams, which is all you can expect. And they're still getting handed the short end of the stick because their offense this week couldn't put any points on the board at all. So, you know, yeah, you can talk about the strength of opponent, whatever. Um, but I think the bottom line is that there's no reason they should have lost the past three games and they just keep finding ways to screw it up. So um, I guess the surprises are Bailey Zappi played better than I expected defense you know, all things considered, technically performed better than I expected, but just a lot more of the same. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I don't like this look here. We're going to this one. Sorry. So um, I, I, we'll get into a few things here. And again, we're not going to go too crazy. Uh, we were waiting to jump on here live for the conclusion of the four o'clock window as often we do and let Taylor take care of his business down at Gillette Stadium. But uh, there's still plenty to discuss. Uh, among those things, you know, we'll hit on is uh, whether or not we think Bailey Zappi has earned uh, another start. Um, what kind of lies ahead for the Patriots here uh, as they play out the string and certainly in their quest for, uh, you know, a top two or three pick uh, in the NFL draft and whether or not that's going to be placed on quarterback. Uh, I'm curious uh, because I, I feel like uh, maybe justifiably, maybe not. Some, some, some finger pointing is kind of starting to go in the direction of Bill O'Brien. Also questions of whether or not Bill O'Brien's being allowed to do everything he wants to do or you know if he's on a slight leash i'm not entirely sure um he's so on I'm a gonna... leash because he's on a backup quarterback who no meaning like is bill <laughs> like is he doing what he wants to he's do with his offense man. i'm not entirely sure so i want to get taylor's takes on all of those things uh here uh beyond that you know and again i don't really know uh what it is uh we're looking for here uh-oh why is this here What just happened here? I don't know. Do you want me to talk about uh, whether Bill O'Brien's able to do what he wants to be doing? Uh, yes. Someone just he's on a leash. Yeah, mm -hmm. we just had a. We, it was like we we just got a we just got a like attacked, cyber attacked or something. Um, <laughs> anyway, continue on here. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think Bill O'Brien's on a leash. I think if there's a leash, it's self imposed because. He's limited at the quarterback position. I really don't think that Bill, Bill Belichick's going like your scheme is not working because there definitely are issues with it. Like I think for one, pre-snap issues are a weekly thing. They had three pre-snap penalties. One was a false start on Devontae Parker, which, you know, still could have something to do with like how much volume they have that they're doing before the snap. But they also had the delay of game. Uh, I forget there was another penalty that they had. It was some pre-snap procedural penalty where I do think maybe they're putting too much on the quarterbacks in terms of what they have to do before the ball is even snapped. You know, it's not every single play where you're seeing them, like, check the mic, recheck the mic, change the play, set the protection. Like, that's not every single play. 
But I think it's pretty jarring that every single week we see the same thing, where whether it's Mac, whether it's Bailey, you know, whoever's under center, there seems to be some problem getting things set and getting the ball off in a timely fashion. So if there's a problem with Bill O'Brien's offense, I think it's that. Maybe it's asking too much mentally from the quarterbacks, you know, in certain um, situations. But, I mean, I think that Bill O'Brien did a pretty good job giving Bailey Zappi a script that he could be comfortable with. But I think that the biggest theme in what I saw from the offense, like it had nothing – you say that, you know, they made the quarterback switch and there's no change. Well, that's true. But I think it's because it showed you how deeply rooted their problems are. Where almost every time Bailey well, Zappi had to drop back on a play that wasn't either a screen or a throw that came out of his hands instantly, he was under pressure. Like, he, I kept having yeah. to tweet about, like, his escapability. Oh, he did a nice job making that guy miss. Because anytime he's turning around, there's somebody in his face. And even when that, like, when the pressure isn't the issue and even when he gets the ball out, there were also multiple times where guys don't make the plays that they need to make, like Tyquan Thornton letting a ball go right through his hands on a one-on-one opportunity that people have been begging for. Like, why are we seeing any shots at Tyquan Thornton? Well, if your guy who runs a 4-3 isn't getting targeted deep, there's probably a reason. It's probably because he's not doing very well in practice. And we saw that he drops that throw. Devontae Parker, you know, I thought he could have had defensive pass interference on the play where he tries to make the grab on the sideline, didn't keep yep. his feet inbounds. Yep. But again, that's a missed opportunity. Like, I... I think you could point to Bailey Zappi and say he's why you lost. I think that's lazy because I think that the offensive line, like obviously Mike Nwenu, Khalil Mack's a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to get on Nwenu's case because he struggled, but he did. And it's also because he is a guard where when you see him go up against the best of the best, which he hasn't really faced very much, like he's been very good. He hasn't faced a lot of elite edge rushers who can beat you with power, speed, everything, the full arsenal. And I think you saw what happened when you put a guy like Nwenu, who should be a guard, in that position. Um, then yeah, Trent Brown, who's clearly still not 100%. He gave up a sack where he didn't even touch the guy. I thought Derwin James's sack honestly was a little bit of both, a good play by him and a bad play by Zeke, where Zeke thinks he's going to rush outside and bounces out and Derwin goes inside. He's like, oh, well, I can't really get back inside now. And you get a sack on fourth down. So, you know, again, I think Bailey Zappi is the easy target, but there were many other issues on this offense where you had opportunities to make plays and you didn't. And I don't think it's fair to put that at the feet of Bailey Zappi when you've got all these other professionals who have all this time in the league and they're not really doing their jobs consistently. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But I mean, again, just to kind of, you know, the the variables are roughly the same. I mean, you're missing Demario Douglas uh, on offense here. You lose Ramondre early when it looked like he could get something going and they were going to kind of lean on that ground game a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, Mike, uh, and so, you know, it's still zero points. It doesn't matter how you slice it. Zero points is right. zero points is zero points. So, I mean... I, I don't know how much worse you can do offensively than this. Um, you know, there was, again, maybe a little bit more to take from in the second half. And you're right. Another player or two makes a play and you you might be having a different conversation. I mean, it was a winnable game, but only because the Chargers are laughably bad at this point. And offensively, uh, they look like they have no idea what they're doing either, both in terms of play calling and, and their the personnel uh, they're really struggling right now, down a lot of receivers. Eckler doesn't look himself. That offensive line uh, is not doing them any favors either. So, I mean, bad, 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 bad football game to watch unless you're watching to see whether the Patriots uh, were going to lose, uh, which, in fact, they did. What I'm asking here, Taylor, is this. Like, what are we trying to do? Are they – I don't understand – What's the point? Are you trying to manage a game enough to maybe score the seven points necessary to win it? Or are you trying 
to spark your team. I don't understand if if the only reason Mac Jones sat is because he was throwing bad interceptions or was spooked and wasn't didn't look like the guy, and you're going to do what you did and run this conservative playbook with Zappy uh, and 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 you know not really run much downfield. And I know they did a little bit more a little later. Uh, what's the point? Where's the spark? What's the spark in? punting what's the spark in short plays and you know not moving the ball down the field I know personnel wise it's a struggle how who are you going to throw to if nobody's open but it didn't look like by design that was even part of their game plan so what are you what are you hoping I would understand bringing Zappi in only to let him be a gunslinger rather than to say make sure you don't you play as boring as possible and don't turn it over what does that do for you what kind of spark does that give a team i don't think that's true they they had what i think like four or five play action passes at least bailey zappi took a shot to juju he took two or three shots to Devontae parker he took a shot to taekwon thornton like it's not true they pushed the ball downfield more than they have in weeks i can't even remember the last time i saw a quarterback try to hit a fade like Mac wasn't doing that at all, where if you talk about the QB switch, I do think you saw that Bailey Zappi just is not as shaken as Mac was. Like you saw, I don't think Zappi he's as shaken for sure, and I think actually nope. he moved around in the pocket fairly well, which is the one thing that Mac was not doing, um, was not doing at, at all. And so that's uh, certainly one thing that Zappi, he looks less shook, no, no doubt about that. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that they did try to push the ball. I think they've been trying to push the ball downfield for a while. That's one of the reasons Matt got benched was because when they try play action and there's guys open, like I, I talked about it in my breakdown last week, where the first two times the Patriots are like the first two of the first three times the Patriots tried play action, Mac didn't take two open downfield shots. And then I think the third one was like DeMario Douglas didn't separate on a curl or something like that. The next time he tried it after missing Juju on a crosser was when he threw the interception and then everything kind of slid off the rails. So I think they've been trying to stay aggressive and Bailey was kind of gave you that spark where, okay, we at least have some semblance of defense. know we're trying and can throw it downfield. And they actually had some success. You know, he hit uh, Devontae a couple of times. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I think there was still conservative play calling. Like, I know there was like a screen at one point. Um, Belichick not really kicking field goals and punting, which I think had to do with also, also the weather and then not trusting Chad Ryland, who, you know, Mark Daniels said missed a ton of uh, field goal attempts in warmups. So, you know, I think there's a lot of things that went into this, but I don't really think that the offense was – Again, it wasn't as hamstrung as I thought it would be. I was thinking they were going to run like 35, 40 times and just ask Bailey to throw screens like they did last week. I asked Bill O'Brien. I'm like, well, how do you balance out wanting to lean on screens? And it was working for them. I'm like, how do you do that? But also balance not telling the defense what you're doing because they almost got picked off because it was so obvious that it was just like RPO, RPO. And then one of the defenders I, I last week broke yeah. through. So I don't, I, I do think they're trying to like get something going, but obviously, and also the weather conditions, I, you can't really understate how much of a factor that plays where in a game where Bill Belichick said the word field position. So clearly that was, a I, 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 I know, but I mean, doing, we've, but. we've, we've watched and covered NFL football before. <sighs> this was in the world of inclement weather. This was a two. Like th this is, I disagree. I this just is, disagree. It was raining a little, and it was kind of cold. This isn't wind, raining a little. I think if you watch the Chargers game, I don't think they would agree. It was just raining a little. Even I think Staley the weather significantly came, even Staley came out at halftime when they said the weather, and it's like this is not 
it, this is not bad weather. We have no excuse for what we're doing right here. So I, I come on. I mean, well, you then you're just badly coaching. You have a bad team. I mean, obviously, seen, we know these are two poorly coached bad teams. And any NFL quarterback will tell you, like, what affects me most is super, super, super high wind, you know, or when it's so brutally cold that nobody can grip the ball. It rained. They play in rain. It wasn't torrential downpour. It was rain. It's fine. I think I think the level of excuse making over the weather. We're talking about one of the NFL's worst defenses I, I, with some rain and getting zero points. So I, again, we I have. I did say it was a factor. I'm not saying it was like the uh, ultimate deal yeah. breaker. There's a and John, that's what I'm saying. There's a billion factors. It's bad weather. Frankly, the offense isn't doing much of anything. You so, lost your best running back. You have a backup quarterback in the game. It's bad. The receivers aren't really helping you out. Like, if, if you want to talk about why the offense is, you know, I, like, I would like to know what you think they should have been doing that they didn't do. No, I, I, I. it's not a matter of doing what they're doing. I don't really understand what it was that Zappi was in there to do uh, necessarily. And on top of that, I, I don't know where else at this point. Like, I, I, I'm so at a loss for what it is they're even trying to accomplish at this point. Are they trying to not embarrass themselves? Are they trying to develop somebody? I, I'm so, I, I just don't get what's, I, I don't get their approach in any way. I don't get it at all. I, I, I really don't. I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish here. I, I don't get what Zappy did. I don't get what spark Zappy provided. I, I'm not really sure what the point was of benching Mac in the first place. I guess he didn't, puke all over himself and turn it over but like do we think it would have been does mac put up zero points today probably yeah you think so I, we saw throws that he hasn't made in weeks yeah yeah i think so like what throw did bailey like mac, at mac he's looking been, at the look, game and saying oh man mac would have had that one i'm telling you i really can't think of many so that's what i'm asking where i would be like mac gives you something better and again i didn't expect a lot from bailey because he didn't show us anything over the summer he didn't show us anything in relief all the reports on it in practice, he was worse than Mac. So I was like, yeah, I don't think that this guy should play. And I was on, like, I was on this, I've been on this show for weeks saying I don't want to see Bailey because I think he's worse than Mac. I agree. But you did see that just from a mental standpoint, he was doing things that we haven't seen Mac do in a long time. And I think that's where they were just like, all right, at least this guy is just going to make plays or attempt to make plays that we haven't so seen. So that's kind of what I'm getting time. at. You think, you think it's worse with Mac today? Because I'm not sure. I think I, so. I'm not, because I'm not. I, I I don't care. Like meaning wins and the wins and losses don't matter. I'm just curious. Like, what do they think is happening here? Are they giving themselves a better chance to win? Did they take Mac out just because Ed, the, he lost the room? I, I'm more. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it. Like, I think you have to have an explanation when you look at your point, defense. I yeah. think you have to say like, yeah, we can't keep putting Mac in because he's actively turning the ball over. Like Bailey Zappi kind of gets a bit of a pass because he's coming in later in these games where he's not really supposed to be the quarterback. And even his like his decision making has been pretty bad at times. Like the interception he had, his decision uh, making like, and, his and his ball placement isn't great either. But I still right. favor the move because I thought Mac was mentally cooked. I have no problem with that. I'm just not sure what it is they're exactly trying to do at this point. Is it just yeah. try to stop the bleeding and manage it? Because you know, I, I, I think they're trying to show their defense that they're not trying to tank. I Fair think enough. that's what it is. I because what else do you have? Like the offense doesn't deserve. Any like, you know, uh, we're trying whatever. I don't really know how to phrase this, to be honest. But my point is, is that the defense needs something to chew on because they're busting their ass week in and week out. Yeah. And Mac is on the other side of the ball, turning it over and like giving away opportunities. It's like, obviously, I'm not going to say it's one thing when you just drive and don't get points. Like, obviously, it's all bad. Like, we're just arguing over different points of bad. 
But I think the point of putting Zappi in was to show the defense, all right, we're trying something different because it was weeks and weeks and weeks of the exact same thing. Yeah. So I think that's what it is, just to show them, like, we, we are trying for you not to lose these games. Because I don't think they want to be losing all the time. Like, we're not going to the locker room and seeing everybody like, yes, we have a top three pick. Let's go. They don't care about – I don't think they really care about that. That's like, what I'm asking. I, I, I'm, I'm asking. I'm not putting – I'm not putting the blame on Zappi. I, I think it's a – I think it's ridiculous. Like, I – I think this game, in fact, I, I wouldn't say vi- doesn't vindicate Bill because he built this, but it clearly shows it doesn't matter. It doesn't. The reason they didn't switch from Mac earlier is because they didn't have a better answer and they knew it. The reason they switched now is, I don't know, I got to try something different. It just felt like more of the same. You put up zero points, you put up zero points. So, again, it just shows how deeply profoundly flawed every aspect of this offense is at this point and it starts top down it goes from the coaching to you know every single bit of personnel on the field and again injuries are injuries and they're going to have that I'm just not really sure what was accomplished today if the players feel like they got a lift you scored zero points you got guys in the locker room saying you know saying I you know I guess I guess we got we gave up ten and lost. We gave up six and lost. You know, whatever. I guess we're just gonna have to shut the next team out. You know. And I see in the comments, people keep saying like, "Why are we getting upset? You want to get the top pick? Here's why you get upset a little bit." Because this isn't a team that's just a quarterback away. Like, this isn't like they have just a room of quarterbacks who are just throwing, like, turnovers. And, like, it's just not enough to it in one place. You have a good – the frustrating part for me on, like, a personal level is watching the guys on defense just ball out relative to their opponents and then have to deal with all these questions and, like, all, all the loss and all the suck they have to deal with. So, from a personal level, that's where I'm at. If you're looking at this just from a, you know, I'm a fan looking forward to 2024 – I think this offense is closer than some may think, but today's loss and why it is annoying to me is it shows how deep the issues are. It's the offensive line and it's the pass catchers. And it's not just one of either. It's Trent Brown is hurt and he's going to be a free agent. Mike and one who struggled against a really good edge rusher and he's going to be a free agent. And then the two guys that are going to be here long-term, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster, aren't doing a whole lot for you. Like that's where I think you can say, oh, we have a top pick. Do you trust the, we don't even know who's going to be in charge. So as much as I want to be optimistic and like I'm pro tank, I'm not saying that I'm not, I want them to keep losing because the best path forward is for them to get good picks and get some better equity and bring in fresh blood. But at the same time, we don't even know who's going to be picking these groceries. So unless they knock it out of the park with free agency and the draft, which they could do, if they don't, this offense is going to be stuck where it is because they're not just a, a piece or two away. Like we're talking about an overhaul of this offense. You, that's the frustrating part. You don't have to tell me this. Taylor. No, yeah, I'm just PSA. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I want to explain why it's upsetting. If there's it's upsetting one, for the defense and it's upsetting for the organization offensively long term. If there's one thing I was shouting from the mountaintops uh, at the beginning of the season was not good enough anywhere. You know, and that's if that's even if you had Bill O'Brien under perfect circumstances. I thought this was a seven win team if Mac improved under Bill O'Brien and Bill O'Brien brought a sense of calm and a little bit more creativity uh, and order to the offense uh, you know than than last year I know there's injuries and that's going to account for a lot but I mean can Mm -hmm. you tell me Bill O'Brien's done anything for this offense 
better than what the two amateurs did last year? I'm not really sure. So oh, I, right, now right, you're all right. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Saying that Bill O'Brien didn't do as much as Matt Patricia, like that's that's a little nuts. I w- I will say this. I I think it's it's it, it's kind of like Mac last year where we were saying it's it's hard to evaluate him because the surrounding circumstances were so bad. I think that's kind of similar to Bill O'Brien, where I've also tweeted, like, there are times where spacing isn't very good, where I don't really love maybe, you know, some of the play calls and things like that. I I don't think he's perfect, and I've said that. But I also don't think you can say whether he's been definitively good or definitively bad because the pieces are so bad. Like, every week we see this offense in a position to win the game, and it's not that – like, how many times have we sat here and been like, Bill O'Brien cost him the game? I don't think we've said that once. We mentioned that, like, yeah, there were some, like, iffy decisions. And I will say, like, the the pre-staff procedural penalties, like, that's on him because you are orchestrating the offense. The things where, like, it's third down and they can't throw because there's three guys in the same area. Those are Bill O'Brien's fault. And whether it's a coaching thing because they're not in the right place or whether it's designed that way, that is on the coaching staff. But also, when you have players that aren't executing, like – I could point to so many times in this game where if you just take Bailey Zappi out of it, you could say this guy like killed this player, killed this drive because it's so many negative plays and missed opportunities. So when that's the case, I think that it's hard to say, you know, it's the coordinator because the guys that he's scheming these things up for aren't very good. And he's limited as a play caller because you look at like a Mike McDaniel where you got Jalen Waddle and Mike McDaniel and Alec Ingle. Like, yeah, you could do whatever you want because defense are terrified of you. But And I was sitting here earlier in the season saying like you you don't need an alpha if you have a lot of guys who are solid and I stood by that we don't have a lot of guys who are solid you have a lot of guys who are subpar and that's where like my whole thing this season was I thought they were going to have a good record it could be a solid offense but my thing was that I thought they were going to be in a lot of close games and they'd be able to close them out I wasn't wrong in half of that they've been in one score games or at least competitive in the fourth quarter almost every week outside of their blowouts but the offense can't put it away and that's been the difference maker and it's because they just don't have the talent it's not about oh they held us down for three and a half quarters and we figured it out like you'd sometimes see with Brady where it's like Brady plays like crap for a half or three quarters and then it's like okay but now you've shown him everything that you have to throw at him and now he's going to start picking you apart and you got all the like James White Edelman whatever who we can throw to and they're going to convert and they're going to make things happen now you don't have a quarterback that can elevate and you also don't have a supporting cast that can support their subpar quarterbacks. It's it, that, That's why it's so frustrating. There's so many things that keep going wrong where you can't point to one person because it's several different people. No, you 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 can't. Um, but again, you know, it's kind of this is more event session than it is. No, uh, yeah, I'm of, sweating. Neither one of us is angry, and I'm not blaming anything. I I was hoping to see a little bit more of a spark, and zero points is the opposite of a spark. I hear, uh, you. I hear and you. so that's really more what I'm talking about here. And can I say to that point, because I was I, – I, so usually like with a I game thought like they this, would get the zappy bump. I predicted they were going to win this game. I thought they were mm-hmm. going to get the zappy bump. You you do what you did today and you lose, I, I you know, and, and you hold this the Chargers to six points. I, I, that, that to me is like – you keep wondering where rock bottom is. And like not only have you not hit it, you still so can't good. see it. That's the scariest thing about the Patriots right now. That's what scares me. So this is more like a a freak out to every time you see it, it gets worse than the last time. And it, 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 it just offers such a stark reminder of how far they are here because they are so bereft of talent uh, at the, uh, you know, at all the offensive positions, they're going to enter next season with nothing 
you know, needing tackles, needing tight ends, needing receivers, uh, and needing a quarterback. The the rebuild you can't. It's hard to get that all at once. Um, that being if said, you, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say, unless you want to throw, because this might take like a second, but I did want to go through drive by drive. Let's, let's do it in a minute. Hold on one second. Okay. First, yeah. I, got, I want to tell people, um, FanDuel here. Again, I've been telling people, if you're not hammering Patriots under every single week, you're just leaving it on the table. Um, <laughs> if you want to sign up, go to FanDuel.com slash Boston sign up. You get 150 in bonus bets when you place a winning $5 money line bet. I kind of thought my advice was this week, take the Pats in the money line. I thought they were beating the Chargers because I thought they would get that zappy bump. And I think the Chargers are dreadful. And I think Staley should be fired for this win. But it didn't happen. Um, and so the Patriots... Somehow inexplicably lost a game in which they only allowed six points. Didn't see that coming. But FanDuel.com slash Boston, you want to get in on the action a little more time before that 8 o'clock game starts up. You get 150 bon in bonus bets when you place a winning $5 money line bet. Once again, 150 in bonus bets when you place a winning money line bet. That's all you need to do. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston and sign up today. Uh, that's the wrong one. That's the right one. FanDuel.com slash Boston. Uh, sign up today. Uh, one thing. Oh, Taylor, I want to tell you one more thing, but I'm going to hang on one second. I'm going to also quickly, quickly sneak in this. You want to get tickets to any games? And I don't know what I I'll tell you this. <laughs> you would not have used SeatGeek today if you want to go to the Patriots or if you did, you would have gotten tremendous deals because tickets were going as low as 17, 18, 19 dollars prior to kickoff. That's what kind of ticket you've got here in Foxborough. But for the stuff that's difficult to get into, uh, you need a ticket broker uh, that you can trust. And SeatGeek is America's number one uh, ticket broker for this particular reason. And if you want to get a special discount, our friends over at the Dreamers Pro Podcast, they're running a special right now, a code. You go and use the code DREAMERSPRO. You will get $20 off your first uh, purchase at SeatGeek. Really good deal. Once again, check it out. Uh, DreamersPro at SeatGeek.com. $20 off your first purchase. Um, all right, Taylor, tell me things about drives and stuff. All right. So we want to say, like, talk about why they didn't have success today, right? It's if the, you thought there was going to be this happy bump, all that. First possession was a three and out. They had a third and seven, and they just threw a screen. All right, so you gave that one up because you were in long yardage. Second drive, promising. They put together 13 plays, went 54 yards. Ramondre Stevenson fumbles because of the hip drop tackle because he gets hurt. You don't blame that on him. You know, crappy drive. So that's two right there. Uh, then the third and four were zappy through incomplete to Juju because Juju fell, right? So that ended another drive. Then you had a third and two where Zeke Elliott went to the left end for negative six yards. Punt. Another punting drive. Third and 11 because of a delay of game penalty that turned a third and six into a third and 11. Obviously, the Patriots aren't going to ask Bailey Zappi to try to complete a third and 11 in the first half of the game. Then, all right, we'll keep going now. A second and 10, they had Ezekiel Elliott lost a yard. Then there was a penalty for a false start on Devontae Parker that turned third and 11 into third and 15. So that's the first half, right? I don't think you blame Bailey Zappi for any of those failures. Those are all either poor blocking or some kind of mental mistake by a receiver, right? Fair? All right, now we're going to go to the second half. They put together a, I can't see, an 11-play drive. 
And then second and eight, Bailey Zappi gets sacked for negative four yards, third and 12. Obviously, they're not going to try to go for that. Next drive, uh, they have a third and five, uh, third and five converted, first and 10, second and five. Then a second and five, Bailey Zappi gets sacked 11 yards, third and 16. Then they had a turnover on downs because Bailey got sacked on two consecutive plays. Now, Bailey did take accountability after the game and say, hey, those are on me. You know, I held the ball. They had quick losses. Like, I understand maybe he thought he held the ball or maybe he could have thrown it away. But there was one where Mike and Wenu, I think, lost. And then another one where, like we said, uh, Zeke didn't pick up Derwin James. So I just went through all those drives. And there's not a whole lot of times where you're saying, ah, Zappy, damn it, you screwed us. I don't think Zappy's I'm not saying you're saying saying that. I'm enforcing my point that there are so many things on this offense where they can't get out of their own way. What I just say, like three – if it wasn't a penalty, it was a mistake or it was a sack. And that's how all your drives end. Like that is so – even if you want them to lose, that is so frustrating that it's not even that, you know, sometimes you just lose to a better team. That's fine. But you're beating yourself every single week. And again, that's not something that changes just because you draft a quarterback and a tackle and a receiver. Like you need to really hit on your veterans because you need to completely retool that offense. They need so all of have it. respectable pieces on it. Like I, I just wanted to get that out there so we have an understanding of like, oh, why didn't they have success today? Because the offense is not good. It's not even just the quarterbacks. The offense is really, really bad. It's and not. I don't know if it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, just I could keep just rambling in the same points. I'm sorry. It's but not. Yeah, but again, I I would I would find it hard to believe that a good quarterback wouldn't. Ha- do something well yeah a good quarterback elevates the offense of they course. have yeah. no they have no hope across the board that's the thing that is the hardest takeaway for everybody is how hopeless it is because there's nothing to build on i think you want to play a really depressing game um ask yourself this question how many current members uh, uh you know uh on this patriots team do you expect or want to be here in three years you might get to five and stop, you know, like when you're factoring in age and what it might take to re-sign some people, it's a really small number. Uh, and it's sad. I mean, what are you looking at? Barmore, Christian Gonzalez, you know, Demario, maybe, you know, and Unwenu, Unwenu, <laughs> you know, like it's pretty small Duggar, I guess for sure. You know, uh, you know, if you, if you're going to pay him or not, it's a small, small, small number. So you would look at a, a lot of the other really bad teams out there and go up and down their roster. And you'll see that even, I mean, the giants, the giants are a horrible team. They have way more guys on that team that are worth keeping around for, for longer than the Patriots do. So it's, it's a, it's a total, breakdown um uh, you know in terms of you know the rebuild however as you said today and we'll talk about this a little bit there are salvageable parts on defense here i thought both jones and jc jackson uh did had all uh, you know had decent games i think uh i think you know overall defensively i mean as you said I don't care the opponents are what they are right now. Statistically, that run is solid. You're going to give a hat tip to the defense, which means if you can return enough of it and you're a competitive to plus defense next season, how many things do you need to fix things? You need your quarterback for sure. You need at least one receiver and you need some anchor tackles. You could be passable. I know you to be really good again, they need a lot. To be passable, I don't know how much they need. I think they do need to 
overspend. I think they might need to go get their T Higgins or their something receiver. I think they got to go get their quarterback. I think they have to draft offense almost everywhere across the board, wherever they can uh, and see what happens here. But uh, you know, in the short term right now, we were talking about Zappy. Is he your guy the rest of the season? Is there no reason to go back to Mac at this point? I think so. Unless Bailey starts, you know, gets bit by the turnover bug. I think that at the very least, you want your quarterback to not turn it over. I think that's the first thing that gives you an opportunity to win the game. Because he is. Because like, that's what they always say. It's turnovers is, and get out of your own way. He is, but that's what I mean is like. Bailey Zappi being Bailey Zappi is actually a little bit of wilder and turnover prone. That's what I mean where I felt like it was a very controlled game plan. I, I We've seen him. He goes out there and he tries to sling it and he throws it into weird places. You know, how many times has he thrown it into a team meeting in relief, you know, uh, this yeah. season? So uh, he's not a terrific decision maker and he does take – uh, unnecessary chances. It just felt very controlled. So that's what I mean is you're either leaning into a guy who's just going to try to take risks or you're basically just putting him in and saying, no matter what we do with Mac, he's still puking all over himself at the worst possible time. So just go in there and keep it from, from, from happening. So are you happy with that going forward with what they have? Did he do enough to earn that shot? Do you think there's actually like another level he can reach given starters reps in practice and the job for the rest of the season? Um, I mean, I think Bill Belichick probably said it best. He said, Bailey Zappi is consistent. There's not a lot of roller coaster with that guy. I think he is what he is. Yeah. It's not like he's some physically talented guy where you're like, if he only does this better, it's like, no, you just want him to not make mistakes and make the plays that are there. And I will say, like, honestly, throwing deep, he looked fine. I didn't think any of those deep passes were like, ooh, or like, why is he doing this? They were all good. I think it's also when he's throwing more out. When he's throwing his crossing routes over the middle, and then when he's got his little go routes, he's fine. But, you know, it's more the – what was the, he threw the interception on? The DeMario Douglas one, and then there was the other crosser where he made the bad decision. And that was where I'm like, all right, dude, these are the plays that you're supposed to be making. You can't have turnovers on these. For the most part, I think on routine plays, he does a, a better job of Mac not putting the ball in harm's way. Although, like, you know, he the meeting room, you talk about the – I think it was a Hunter Henry – third or fourth down um, or he was just trying to make something happen and it wasn't a good decision. But yeah, I mean, Mac wasn't even making plays for you like in recent weeks and he was making inexcusable mistakes. So until Zappy gets to the point where you have to bench him too, I think he's your guy. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Uh, there's the, the, the Belichick question continues to loom, but at the end of the day, I honestly just don't think it's much of a question. Um, it's, you know, what happens and where you go next. And all of these conversations uh, will be had kind of as, you know, the season goes on here, uh, you know, should point out, uh, as we mentioned here, uh, you know, the Patriots are now kind of in that number two draft slot situation uh, over the, uh, you know, after the Cardinals win over the Steelers uh, Thursday, you are looking at potentially a Kenny Pickett, uh, Kenny Pickett, less Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're looking at Mitch Trubisky, uh, versus Bailey Zappi potentially on Thursday night football, which could be lower scoring than this game. Is that possible? Man, anything's possible. <laughs> Don't count With Mitch Trubisky, if they score a point, I'll do a backflip. Is it possible? Doing the a zero zero tie next week. Is that is that in the cards? <sighs> How will that affect the draft order? Because <laughs> I don't want to jinx it. If I, honestly, I don't want anybody to have to sit through that. Oh, no. I'm, somebody gets a safety. Somebody's going to get a safety. 
That's it. That's going to be the only points there, of the game. In there was a, there was a two nothing game at one point today with the Jets, Jets and Falcons. That game started two nothing. Oh, honestly, yeah. if you asked me, if you showed me the slate, you were like, which one of these games is going to be two zero? I'd probably that's what I probably would have picked. There is some there is some real ass, um, uh, you know, uh, whatever, uh, you know, uh, offense out there. I wanted to ask you about this because you were there. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick's never been a super sunny person uh, here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know. Uh, Today was no exception. I'm going to play a soundbite here uh, from Bill after the game. I get it. Well, let, let's just hear it first. This is Bill going back and forth. Amit, what is it exactly? Bill's going back and forth with a reporter here. It's kind of one of those I don't really want to answer your question sort of situations. And again, I get it. But you know, take a listen. I want to. I want to get your thoughts. You identify as maybe some of the missteps, um, you know, that have contributed to the offense not producing this season. Yeah, I just. I just answered that question, Mike. I guess I'm, so, I'm trying to figure... I'm yeah, well, this is in the season review. We're talking about the game. Game's just over. Happy to talk about the game. I made my comments on it. I'm going to get into a full season review if that's what you're asking. No. I think, I think the reason I was asking is it's just hard to fathom how the offense has dipped from where we saw it at the end of last year. And this is the way we communicate with you to fans who are curious the same question. Yeah, I just told you what I thought about the game. We moved the ball. Didn't make enough plays to score. Got in the scoring range and weren't able to convert those into points. I'll tell you, when I heard, like, some... I understand when Belichick, like, does a whole back and forth thing. But, like, we all know Mike Reese is kind of different. Like, if he's asking something, it comes from a good place. And you know that, like, he's not trying to get an answer out of you. He just wants a question for the fan. And he, he explained that. Like, we're just trying – like, this – we are the portal for the fans to you. And it was one of a few times today where Belichick was short with us. I asked him a question being like, hey, man, I know it's professionalism. They get paid to do this. Everything that everyone says, the company lines. But I'm like, on a human level, what do you tell defenders when they're playing good ball and they keep having to go into these locker rooms with losses? He goes, oh, I answered that already. No, Bill, you really didn't. And then there was one more question to be asked. And as Stacy is handing the microphone and says, like, one more, he walks off the podium. I've seen Belichick do this since I was a kid. Like, I'm not – this isn't surprising. We all know this is the case with him. But when you are losing to this degree, especially when you have your deep – when you're the last person to the podium, you have David Andrews and Jelani Tavai, and they're the one taking bullets for you and answering the hard questions first. And then you have guys like Devon Gotcha who are like, yeah, man, I'm sad. I should be able to go to quarterback and win us some games. Like, when that's the case – you should kind of switch your tone, in my opinion, and be a little more openly accountable. I did like his comment about Mac and Bailey and saying that, like, we try to give Mac a chance. Basically, he just didn't seize it. That was awesome. I'll give him credit for that. But yeah. the rest, man, like, walking off early, it's just like, dude, why are you making us look like we're being jerks? Because you can't get your team together. Well, you build a bad team. There it is. Taylor Puffins, Cherry. Welcome to the Patriots media, Taylor. This is what we've been dealing with for 20-something years. It was fun. You know what? Fans loved uh, when we would get slapped around uh, covering Bill when they were winning because it was like, screw you guys forever doubting him. Uh, This isn't the media's revenge on Bill. What media types will always tell you is we are the conduit. That's less so nowadays with social media athletes. And, you know, athletes have – direct lines to fans if they want it. But honestly, that's just really them. That's marketing. That's them showing you who they want you to think they are. The only opportunity 
to kind of get them in a situation where you can ask those tough questions is a, is a place like this. And Bill's never answered it. That's fine. It, it doesn't really matter, as you said, you know, as I said, when they're winning. But right. the lack of accountability here. Devonte Parker was flayed for not saying it's on me. I should have caught that ball for like it. He was hammered by fans and everybody for five days for not just saying that's on me. Okay. Accountability. That's what people kept saying. Account, be accountable. It's so much easier when you say, I got to make that play. You saw what happened with your peppers this week. I shouldn't have said that. That's on me. What a distraction. What a jerk I am. I didn't mean to do that. You Which was people, so wrong. They did him so dirty. That they pissed did. me off. That, they, and he got, that sucks for him. Okay. That yeah, sucks that that happened. Cool. But he still ate it and owned mm-hmm. it. So it's a, it's the accountability question. I don't know whether fans care, but I think they do at this point. Like, that's kind of it. I do think in the same way you want to know why Malcolm Butler didn't play, in the Super Bowl, and you'll always want to know that. Right now, you want to know what what's going on, man. Do you recognize what you've done? Like I've always said this, you know, with the fans, especially fans who use the term "we." Like, well, you know, someone will counter. Do you play for the team? Look, the game. It it absolutely. The team belongs to you guys, not to them. Like you're going to be there forever. Players, coaches, all of this stuff come and go. So absolutely. Like these guys, even if they've been here as long as Belichick has, are stewards of your team. They're taking care of something that matters to you and will matter to you forever. It's your property. So when they freaking break it or they make such a mess of it and they create this situation where you know you're going to have to suffer for who knows how many years until it's built back up, you would like at some point for the guy who is in charge of all of it to say, yeah, you know. I, I'm I gotta put most of this squarely on my shoulder. I don't have them ready to play, you know, personnel wise, whatever it is. What I'll say in Belichick's defense is it's hard for him to go like the answer to Reese's question is what? The true answer is what, Taylor? I picked bad players. But if he says that, he's not being accountable. He's throwing his players under the bus. When you're the coach and the GM, you are uh, a little bit uh you are a little bit stuck there. I mean, yeah, that's true. But even Bill O'Brien, like when Tom Curran is saying that, like thanking you for your candor, it's like, a, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're probably doing something right. And if Bill O'Brien could do it, I understand. Like, I, you, I don't even think you really have to go to the team building angle. But I don't know, man. And like, I'm not saying it's easy to go up there and, and do all this. But like, you've been doing it for 50 years. Like, can I come up with the perfect answer? No. But I think you could probably do better with your answers than what he's been but giving us. That's where considering he's others on his staff really have been much. And maybe, maybe I'm being sensitive because yeah. it's you know it's frustrating as someone who like yes I report on the team, but I grew up a fan of this team. Like, I do have some emotional investment in them. And just to see where like Belichick seems annoyed with us. For asking fair questions. And Bill, and, and there's different flavors of Bill where he'll be like, yo, I like I respect you asking that question. I understand you're doing your job. We're like, give me that. Like, don't make it seem like the media is the bad guy. They're not for asking you fair questions. That's where, like, I think that's maybe where but, so, I really it doesn't sit great with me. But that's why I went yeah, that's why I went in a full circle about it. Because yeah. it's the account you want him to be accountable, but there's no way. He's going to do it because really the issue is I picked bad players. I have, this is a bad team. It's my fault. I put this bad team together, but you can't get those guys uh, to, uh, 
to to play for you uh, if you if you're if you go out and trash them. I I mean I don't I don't think taking accountability is dogging your players necessarily, um, but I think there is some level of. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. I really don't know. I, I'm, I'm burned out. <laughs> I, I admit that I may be being sensitive to this, but again, I just I I didn't love the tone, and that's like I, that's just it. It's just the tone of it. It's not even the necessarily what he said. Because like I said, I liked his answer with Mac, and I don't expect him to throw his players under the bus because then we'd be getting on him for that. But it just doesn't feel like he grasps how disappointing this is for outsiders and obviously they're insiders it sucks more for them because they're the ones putting in the work so you know i don't want to be mr media guy who's like oh bill wasn't nice to us i know it's not that it's not that but it is i'm just saying like it is frustrating that it, it doesn't feel like he is giving us the respect of like we're just trying to we're trying to find a way to explain this to the people man like you're not really telling us anything. We don't know what to tell them. And I, it just, it, it makes it a, a weird, funky little situation. But. Yeah. It's, it's a weird situation and, and everybody's stuck with it um, here. Uh, Taylor, what else do you want to discuss here? Um, Top two pick looks like. And according to Jeff, Howe, because of strength of schedule, if the Patriots and the Panthers, the Panthers somehow luck into a win and the Patriots stay on their losing trajectory, they will uh, have a tiebreaker and actually get the number one overall pick. It uh, looks like. So, you know, that's something to <laughs> be optimistic about. <laughs> that's about it. That's, that's about it. where we're at right now. That's, that's what I got for you. Um, the the Ramondre Stevenson uh, report from Jeff Howe uh, might be sidelined multiple games yeah. uh, due to that ankle injury. Uh, that's another blow at this point. You know, Demario, you're hoping you get back off of uh, concussion. But again, it's a short week. And so that's tough. Uh, so you know, really what weapons did you have on this team? Those might've been the only two guys uh, who were helping you make plays at all. Uh, so uh, being without either of those guys is really going to uh, hurt things uh, heading into that Thursday game. And again, you could be facing a Mitch Trubisky led team. Uh, so we will see what happens there. You fully expect Taylor. It's going to be zappy. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I don't know what – there's no reason that you would go to Mac. He wasn't – I don't think Zappy was bad. I think he was solid for what you expect from him, but he wasn't bad enough for you to be like, yep, yeah, pull him. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, we were, uh, we're back with the Thursday night game, so we'll have a show there. 